0: drink a glass of water with it a lot of times it's more the glass of water that helps you sure. than than the aspirin there so um I, it's I, bad i don't know dude there's excedrin in the in the break room just go snort one of those down you'll be fine
1: wow okay see that was half good half bad advice there that was uh, I understand. Yeah, the Excedrin probably good method of taking. Probably not so much.
0: They uh, we do have a really well stocked first aid kit. I don't know why, considering everything else in this building, we don't have soap. But like, damn I, it! I went to the store yesterday yeah. and
1: I forgot to buy hand soap for the building. You know yeah. why? Because I don't know why I'm supposed to buy hand soap <laughs> for the
0: building. I'm just standing in the bathroom, spitting in my hands, trying to trying to get them clean. But <laughs> I mean, I, it's been long. I, I
1: can't even remember the last time there was hand soap in this building, which is.
0: Oh uh, yeah, it is pretty gross. I mean, <laughs> speaking of eating breakfast sandwiches, yeah, there, probably, probably not. Um, uh, it, there's that soap, but it's gross, and I, and and it barely
1: comes out. I gotta like smack that thing like seven hundred times, and it's like goopy, and it's like off color. Yeah, I don't trust it.
0: Smells it. bad, and honestly, like I said, I think spitting in your hands is probably just. A
1: they painted era. every wall in this building. There's brand new carpet everywhere. Like honestly, they're freshening up this. Maybe that's what they're doing. It's like, yeah, let's not clean the people until the building is done being clean because they're doing. It. A fantastic job, like everything looks so much better around here,
0: right? Right, we're in the, we're in the midst of a renovations around here. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, you feel like I, uh, I'll be honest, okay. okay? And and
1: you know, I, you. honestly, my boss hates this, but I, uh, I'll be honest, if it wasn't all being done in like the official iHeartMedia colors, I'd be terrified right now. Yeah, I'd be terrified. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like like
1: sets of cubicles are just disappearing. And like, I mean, there's just you can tell they're moving people around. We're going to be changing where everybody sits. Like they already changed where I sit, although I hear it's changing again now. And like all these things, and so if it wasn't being done in iHeart Media like flag colors, I'd be like, "Oh, guys, they're prepping this building for for another tenant. We're done. It's over."
0: Lights yeah, out. I, I can completely understand that. My concern, though, is like game over, man. I mean, gray or gray with a red accent isn't necessarily, like, the hardest sell in the world. Like, there's still nice colors no matter what. So there is a little bit of me. It's like, yeah, it's the I Heart <laughs> colors. And then there's another part of me that's like, dude, it's it's gray with a little bit of red. Like, that's not, that's not like, exclusive to us. Somebody would walk in here and be like, oh, this looks pretty nice. Yeah, but yeah. it's a
1: lot of it. It's okay. not like it's just, like, you know, undertoned and are maybe highlighted by these colors. It's like, bam, here's what this is. I mean, they're putting the logos up and stuff, so, uh, you know, I
0: don't know. I don't know. They're putting the logos up in a very unfair unofficial capacity. If they, like, printed it on something, then maybe I'd feel a little bit better about the whole thing, but it's like, hey, we, we, we hung this sign. It's gonna be good. I'm like, okay, I guess. I, uh, you know, I just see
1: less and less people here. I know. I, 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 know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I, you know. Right now, my boss is in the drive-thru getting, getting his breakfast sandwich, never getting one for us, by the way, and, like, why are you doing that? But if you're asking me the truth, like I, like I said, I'm rocked into confidence, given what I'm seeing. But if okay. I was just seeing the changes and the walls were being painted beige, I'd be, I, yeah. honestly, I'd be looking at you like, bro, it's time to start looking for work. <laughs> it's, it's time to it's time For to you. I'll probably be okay, but you- <laughs>
0: Hey, dude, I've already got four jobs. What else do you want from me, dude? Time to go start looking for work. I have four effing jobs. Yeah, honestly. Four of them.
1: Yeah, well, dude, a fifth might not be the worst. Yeah, might not be the worst. Might,
0: not yeah, be, might, might not be have be to try retail. Maybe yeah. serve some tables. Dude, dude, might Check have some to. stuff out. TDs, tailgate and grill.
1: Have you been, uh, have you been avoiding the national uh, uh, sports stuff, I would imagine? Um, because, dude, I mean, the story's now yesterday, which, by the way, a guy I trust, But I was listening to Chris Broussard yesterday, who said one of my uh, suggestions yesterday that I thought might happen, which was LeBron to the Clippers because of the Jerry West connection now. Chris Broussard said, I'm telling you right now, people close to LeBron have said he will never be a Clipper. Like, that will never happen. I wonder why. I I, I wonder if it's the... Now, they got a new owner now, but the history is... What's that guy they threw out of the league? Donald um, Sterling? Donald Sterling, yeah. Yeah, they th- I, I wonder if it's that. I wonder if it's is, is some other stuff. I wonder if it's just like he views it as it's always going to be the Lakers' town. And so maybe
0: that's what, uh, that's probably more it. I, I would say perpetual little brother is, is the explanation there. Um, you got to think that LeBron already has a hell of a. Uh, path in front of him still trying to catch up to Jordan with six titles. Um, so to throw on like, dude, not only do you have to get those three extra titles
1: four really well, yeah, I mean, I mean, if, if you, you
0: want to surpass him, um, uh, but you're also going to have to throw the Clippers on your back and carry that over the over the finish line. And, uh, you know, if he fails to get those three or those three or four extra titles. I mean, that's still he can still hang his hat on a lot. But if you couldn't get the Clippers over the Lakers, then it's like, oh my God, dude, how many tarnishes can I take on my resume? I
1: was really surprised yesterday when most people naturally were with you and said that 75%, 80%, 60%, anywhere from most people said anywhere from 60 to 80% that he stays a Cavalier. I was shocked. And again, going back to Chris Broussard, who said, look, he likes
0: David Griffin,
1: but make no mistake, if he absolutely was
0: adamant about David Griffin being the GM of the Cavaliers, it would have gotten done. He would still be the GM. Um, I think really what it was is I think Griffin was looking at things from a long-term perspective, We're looking a little bit more big picture. What happens if LeBron does leave? We need to have assets to immediately make our team better. And Gilbert's like, I don't care, win now. Win now. Win today. Right. It doesn't matter. You can't say, what's oh, better? Kevin loves a good contract and we don't want to get rid of him because it's like, no, if we have the opportunity to upgrade at that position, there is no future other than today. There what's, is, you know, what's better? And, and, and I understand why you have to live in that world. I, the window isn't open forever and it's no. certainly not going to be. Um, if the ultimate goal is to win more titles, then I understand why acting today is the most important thing to do. And you can't look at anyone as a sacred cow. You can't, other than LeBron.
1: Do you buy into any of the reports yesterday that Kyrie Irving would push for a trade if LeBron
0: was no longer a cavalier that uh, why wouldn 't you I mean why, why would you try to why would you try to remain a cavalier in knowing that your opportunity's gone I, I understand that yeah, I could totally understand that too at that point if LeBron does leave again, whether it 's you know this year or this following year after this following year or when he retires in ten years or retires in four years or whatever he decides to do with his career the Cavaliers immediately go into rebuild mode. Whatever they had, whatever, like, oh, well, we'll still have Kyrie, Kevin Love, Jeff Smith, and it's like, no, you start over at zero that next day. You have to. It's just LeBron, such he's the largest piece of the puzzle. Once he's eliminated, the other pieces become I mean, moot.
1: Teams were going on fifteen zero runs when he sat for minutes. Right, you know
0: what I mean? Right. Like, I it, it, the whole thing is built around him. I mean, you, you know, you, as you, it should be. You see it right now. I mean, you know, he's not even available on the on the market right now, and the Lakers are already making long term plans trying to get him on yep. their team. He's that important. So, like, I I, I completely understand that, and I I, I, I think have, about that
1: as as people want to like. Cash him for like losing in the finals and he'll never be as good as Michael and this and that we're talking about a guy who's fifteen years into his career and franchises literally are still like, you know what we'll throw our entire 10 year plan overboard to for a shot yeah, for the opportunity for a shot to maybe sign him I heard this the other day that the clippers signed Jerry West it was like six million dollars a year or something he he got and they signed him solely because they believe they can at least he can at least get an interview with LeBron. Like, that's the whole reason they signed him. And not that he could land him, that they would at least be on an interview list. Like, that's how important that guy is. You People want to tell me he's not better than Jordan. I don't know if he is or not. But I know he's the most powerful athlete right now. I, I mean, I can't think of a guy with more power right now than LeBron James.
0: You know, and obviously, being Cavaliers fans, being Northeast Ohio sports fans, we have a unique spot right now where it's like, well, our team is in contention. And that's something that I feel like has been very brushed to the side. Like, like oh, well, he's leaving, he's staying, whatever. It's like, dude, he's still going to be here next year. The Cavaliers, as they stand right now, will still be a team next year. And they're pretty effing good. If you like, win a championship
1: next year everything's fixed right. he stays every the team stays together everything is all good I think if you lose again next year and then he can opt out something I, I, I would I would brace yourself for that
0: I mean something I, I think something radical is going to happen I think something big is, is is on the horizon but if it doesn't and things stay as they are I mean they're still a really really good team but it, it's funny to see how like now that the finals are over it almost feels like now even more attentions being paid on the NBA right it's like and you've you, you brought this Free up. Agent will do that. You brought this up before, where it's like we're just kind of in the doldrums of sports, where it's like oh, football is a while away. You know, baseball is really not doing Yay, anything it's golf yet. Golf season, right? Right. <laughs> Nobody it, cares. It just seems like, all right, hey, the finals are over. Now everybody's paying attention to the NBA. Yeah, it, it, the NBA's been doing a better job of creating that. And you know what? If you're tired of paying attention to the NBA, start paying attention to the G League, dude. That was official yesterday. I forgot yeah, all about that. Dude. Yeah, that is good. The D League is no more. The G League exists.
1: Actually. We will get into that a little later on the program because that's actually how the NBA is going to help solve its one-and-done problem coming out of college, and uh, the G League will be a huge part of that. We are going to get into that a little later in the show. Also, 7.30, we'll get you hooked up with those Perfect Circle tickets at 8.30. We have those uh, Smash-Em-Up Demolition Derby tickets. That's this weekend actually at the Stark County Fairgrounds. We'll get you into that. And a brand new invention coming out of Akron, Ohio called the Cannabuster is something I believe we're all going to need. We'll tell you all
2: about that next on the stansbury show. show on rock 106.9
1: welcome back to the stansbury show rock 106.9 730 is when you'll get hooked up with those are perfect circle tickets that show in november tickets don't don't even go on sale i believe until friday so usually like, beat the box office type uh, tickets for you and 730 we'll pass those out 1-800-243-7625 the number you'll need on those as the country continues to debate whether or not we should just legalize marijuana Yes. Multiple states have. Um... We both here at the Stansbury Show have said a couple of times we believe it will probably be okay if we legalize marijuana and the country's not going to go to hell
0: in a handbasket or anything. We're probably going to be fine. No, I think we've seen examples of of that not happening, so we should be fine. Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, Colorado's economy is doing pretty good because of it from what we understand. I know people personally in Oregon who say things uh, there are much better. When I was actually there last summer, uh, the city I lived in was much better, and you could definitely tell there was more money moving through that valley. So there are some positives. I understand there are some negatives, but all things in life carry that. And I think personally that the positives of this
0: will outweigh the negative. I'd like to see the list of negatives. I'd like somebody to bring me a list of negatives there. <laughs> okay. I'm sure Twitter
1: will supply that for you here shortly. At Fantone. Go ahead and send them. <laughs> I, uh, I think that that probably will happen.
0: I mean, you buy it in the nation's capital, dude. You can buy it in Washington, goddamn DC, dude. Uh, in, uh, the, in the nation's capital. I know
1: that one's a head scratcher. The, the, the fact that you can buy marijuana down the street from the White House, but not, but not in Fairlawn, like that's crazy. A-
0: at least, at least, at least, when it comes to like, oh, Colorado, just a bunch of pot smoking hippies on the mountains or whatever. In Oregon, it's like, oh, you liberal, you know, pussies up there. In and the they're a bunch of hippies, Northwest. yeah. But dude, Washington DC, come on.
1: And I have said that I believe one of the things that's stopping this from becoming just full-blown law is the driving while intoxicated or impaired or whatever you want to call it via the marijuana. And because we've had such a problem in this country with the alcohol on that, that until we have a... Like a solidified roadside test, I think that that's what's going to stop a lot
0: of people from wanting to do this. And I will agree that that's something that needs to exist. I don't want people driving around all blunted up. No. It's, It's an irresponsible thing to do. It is. It is. Oh my gosh, are we talking about marijuana like adults? <laughs> like, are are we? Holy crap! Look at these two. We should try that about some other things. Uh, but
1: a local scientist, Kathy Stitzline, founder of Triple Beam Technologies, which, by the way, for those of you that don't know, that's like a reference to like the most accurate scale system there is, and it also sounds like well a Rick Ross mixtape. <laughs> Triple, Triple beam. beam, Triple Beam oh. Technologies is like the most hood thing I've ever heard. That's awesome. But talking about legalized marijuana with her kids made her think about the need for a roadside device to measure the levels of marijuana intoxication in any particular driver. Okay. So she is a PhD candidate in biomedical engineering at the University of Akron. Smart. And she invented the Cannabuster. And that will use your saliva sample to measure levels of THC. Okay. Okay. It's still under development and awaiting trials, obviously, as all those things kind of have to go. But she's claiming here that law enforcement officers will be able to use a portable product to give roadside tests to impaired drivers. This is also so that patients using medical marijuana then could also use the Cannabuster to determine whether or not it's now safe for them to drive and get behind the wheel.
0: Dude, I I will I will say just like with this that I feel like every bar in the country should have one of those so you know well can I drink this much and be able to get behind the wheel? Of course that should exist for marijuana.
1: We know that th- that the body will burn off about what is it about one drink per hour? That's what they say. That's what they say, and and I feel like that's a pretty decent system to use. Now, I have looked this up and what they consider the level of marijuana in the blood or urine considered to be impaired under Ohio law. All right. For a blood test, it's 2 nanograms per millimeter of marijuana in the driver's blood. And by urine, it would be 10 nanograms per millimeter in the urine. Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't totally know what that would be. So, like, I don't, like, because with the drinks, if you've had three drinks, you better wait three and a half hours, right. four hours before you start driving around, Right. right. I don't know what that means like per like hit of a joint or like per edible eaten. I, I don't know. how. Either. I don't know what you start talking nanograms and that kind of stuff. I, that's getting outside
0: my scope. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand the metric system thanks to drugs, but I don't know about nanograms at all. Um, I, I, I I would assume. I would assume that, like, that's probably a comparable thing, though, where, like, after a certain amount of time, those nanograms are going to go down and you're going to sober up. So, I, I mean, if I smoke a joint. Uh, right, two, I would assume that's like probably two nanograms. That would I feel like I feel wow, like an entire joint. I bet I bet that's you more. You think more? Well, yeah. it depends on obviously what kind of quality. I mean, the quality of marijuana too, where it's like you know that's fair too. There's marijuana that's beer and there's marijuana that's shots, and obviously you can kind of you know you got to take those things into consideration. That's true. You do, um, but I can't assume that every hit off of a pipe like is going to be a one nanogram. You know what I mean? I, I don't assume. That. I don't know. I don't. know either. I don't know, but uh,
1: but I, I, I have. I've been begging for these types of things to hit the market and yeah. to become, because this is what's stopping this. And I think, honestly, like they say, like a personal use cannabis or thing would be fantastic. Think about that. If you could be more responsible with the things you're doing, how would you not want that?
0: Or even if you could be less responsible, if you and your buddy you both have one and you're like, no, dude, I'm going to get higher than you today. No, I'm <laughs> going to get higher than you today.
1: Okay. See, we were talking about marijuana as adults and then you just couldn't take it anymore.
0: Well, no, dude. You are allowed to get as stoned as you want as long as you're not driving, dude, have to- contests with everyone. yeah, Dude, why not? Just don't drive. <laughs> I do not co-sign that statement. I, I don't do that.
1: I don't. Well, yeah, I probably do. I, uh,
0: honestly, these should be in stores. Like I said, I think breathalyzer should be in stores. Like, you should be able to track how intoxicated you are. If you want to if you want to set a line in the sand, if you can't drive after this, well then we need to be able to figure out how 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 far along that line we are. Well, Kathy Stitzline at the University of Akron, Ohio is making sure that gets done. Good job,
1: Kath. Yeah, we're uh, we're happy. We're fans of you now. Big huge fans. I have a story here about the most pierced man alive. And, Fantone, you won't believe how many things he's jammed into his genitals.
0: Jeez. No, seriously. Jeez. The number
1: of things this man has jammed in his genitals will blow you over. We'll give you that story next on Rock
2: 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your furtakes. The Stansbury Show.
3: Chilling in the studes with my dudes.
2: On Rock 106.9. 106.9.
1: Welcome back to The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll send you to see a perfect circle at 7.30. The number you'll need is one 7625 Also at seven thirty, Canton's made a list you don't want to be on. All we'll right. give you that. There are multiple groups of people I'm always suspicious of. Like, remember I, I've said, dude, if somebody's like, a, like, a, dude, if you're sweaty, okay, for like no reason, I'm okay. worried that you're guilty about something, right? right? Pageant moms, I'm suspicious of you. Not that you can't be good. But that I'm suspicious that there might be some some weird stuff going on with you there. And okay. then the third group of people that I've always been a little weirded out by are people that are obsessed about being in the Guinness World record books of like for anything. Okay. Like the people that make that their life mission to be like the most this, the most that. I, I don't know. It just they always seem like all in on the weirdest and like strangest things.
0: Okay, I I understand what you're coming from there. If if you just happen to be the you know what do I want to say? If you made the most like shots into the, in the into the into the wastebasket in a row, and you just did it, that's one thing. But if you make that your life goal, if you're
1: waking up every day trying to set this these goals, I I just think it's strange. Okay, I, okay, to All be right. obsessed about being in, in the Guinness World Record books, I don't know. Maybe it's just not for me, but. I have an interesting story here about a guy who they say is the most pierced man ever, Rolf right. Buchholz, fifty-eight. Right. He has a total. We'll just skip to the end of the page here. He has a total of four hundred and fifty-three metal piercings all over his body. Wow, wow! Ninety-four of them are in and around his lips.
0: Jeez, he I, he I works in, can't walk, talk. I mean,
1: well, he works in the telecom industry. Really? Yes. He's also got what looks to be like a shaved, uh, you know, haircut that sets up to be a mohawk, and tattoos down the side of his head, and that, right. that whole thing. He's like in the tattoos from like the neck down, all right. and, and all this. So you you can tell he's a, attempted to make the world record book a couple of times over here. Right. He's a, he's in
0: the lifestyle there. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's all in. Okay. Now, where this really takes a weird turn for me. Is I wasn't even aware you could find places to put 453 metal piercings in your body, but he has 278 piercings in his genitals.
0: Jeez.
1: What does, he have? What does he have a foot-long D? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Good Lord.
1: It'd have to be bigger than that. Right. He says, despite the work, he still has a normal sex life. I'm guessing not normal. Eh. You may have sex on the regular, but it's not normal. He says it's not a problem at all. I've had the piercing so long. If there was a problem, I, w- I, I he's like, I would have gotten rid of them already. I can't for the life of me. I've never understood the dudes who were like, you know what? I'm going to get my penis pierced. I've never understood that. Now, again, I will just tell you, maybe I'm prude, but the idea of sex and pain for me, is like nah. I don't want that. I want sex to be all fun. Like I'm not into like a lot of the pain type stuff. I don't want to be burnt or like hit or like I don't. I'm not into it. Okay, let's just have fun. Okay, you know what I mean. So now I'm not knocking it. It's for other people. It's just not for me. But could you imagine, I, dude? I don't like getting shots at the doctor. Let alone in my arm. I don't like when they draw blood. Now, I'll donate blood, but I don't like when they do it. So, to have 278 things jammed into my genitals, now it says genitals. So it's not just penis there, right? I mean, there's going to be some.
0: Uh, okay, I mean, even even if he has his sack, you know, oh. d- d- huh. pierced multiple times, I'm just trying to find out like where in my my genitals would I have enough room for that many piercings? Like, I'm I, I, I I'm mean, glad I'm not the only
1: one. I, I was worried about that yesterday. I mean,
0: like, listen, I'm not like, oh, dude, I'm worried I have a small D or anything, but it's just, dude. I mean, logistically, it seems like I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Like, that just seems like a really tough thing to do. Um, I, 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 listen, if you want to pierce your dong, uh, dude, go ahead. Do it. Do what you want. Right. I mean, there's people who would take your money here. I'm never
1: going to see it. What do I care? But dude, 200 plus times on your D. Dude, not 200 plus. 278.
0: Might as well be three, three, dude.
1: Right. If you ran across a woman who was 278 pounds, you'd be calling her 300. That is terrible.
0: I um I'm not inf- I'm not afraid of needles I'm not I'm not in particularly like I don't worry about getting shots or blood drawn and obviously tattoos isn't a problem for me, um, but I've never had a piercing before and I kind of like I don't want a piercing but I kind of want to get pierced just so I know what it feels like. You've I just, never had a piercing? I've never like never never my ears never my nipples never my lip never anything throughout my life have I had pierced and I'm kind of like yeah like I, I want to do that. Oh I had my ears pierced as a kid. Did you? Of course. <laughs> Dude, tell us about the ear piercing. Yeah. Stuff. I've Got never it. told this story. I don't think I've ever heard you you in the earrings. Oh, yeah. Well, when I was in high school, guys had to do that. Right. You had
1: to have the earrings. What? You, know what I, you know what I mean? Okay. And an eye rock. That's what you had to have. <laughs> and Nickelback, you? they were just called Def Leppard then. How old were you? Oh, I mean, I was going into high school. I was like eighth grade. So eight your parents grade. signed off on this. Yeah, my mom took me. <laughs> <laughs> we, were at the, we were at the mall. It was around <laughs> It was around Christmas time, okay. Because at first, like we, I d- had done it with like my idiot from my friend Billy. Okay, like we had like done the ice cube and the needle and the potato behind the ear, the whole the we had done like the whole like you know wivesale on how to do it, right? We had done that, and then yeah, it was like around Christmas time, and I'm pretty sure I got caught stealing something, and my <laughs> mom was like, "You know what? Your dad's gonna be so mad at you anyway. You, we might as well do this before we get home." Great parenting. Yeah, no, it was really good parenting <laughs> on my mom's part. <laughs> And uh, and yeah, she took me to the like I don't know the whatever at the mall, and my my dad called me Danielle for like two months.
0: Jeez, yeah, he did. What was it? Was it a? It was just a little little diamond stud there. Uh, yeah, you had to start with those, and then we moved to hoops.
2: <laughs>
1: I got I, you know what? I'll call, we were not a picture taking family, but I will get on the horn with my mom today, and I'll see if I can track one of those down. You should. I should not. <laughs>
2: I should not
1: do that. But I love the audience enough to where i will at least i will at least try to get that done a group of georgia inmates did something yesterday that i honestly can't believe i read and it's actually a feel-good story and i feel like i kind of need one so we'll get you hooked up with that next on rock 106.9
2: 106.9
1: welcome back to the Sansbury show Seven we'll get you hooked up with those perfect circle tickets that show in november up at the wolstein center tickets don't actually go on sale until the 23rd these are beat the box office We'll pass them out at 730. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. Also at 730, Canton has made a list you don't want to be on. We'll give you that. But I read this out of Polk County, Georgia, where a group of inmates are now being praised because they helped save the life of a correctional officer. Apparently, it was Monday morning, and... They were working outside, like I don't want to call it a chain gang, but whatever, like work well, duty, uh, whatever yeah, they I call think that's it. That's what they are right? called, <laughs> right? Uh, but the officer collapsed during work detail in high temperatures and what they say was 100% humidity.
0: Yeah, dude, I mean, you're down there in Georgia and it's hot and you're outside. You have been there? Just brutal, man. Uh, uh, yeah, I've been to Atlanta. Yeah. yeah,
1: dude, the heat in Atlanta can blow you over. It's so hot there.
0: Um, I mean, obviously, these past couple of days have been okay, but like that that stretch of time when it was just brutally hot up here, I mean, I, there's, I just felt awful for people working outside. Just awful. I mean, not bad enough to do anything other than lay in front of my air conditioner, but like, it, I mean, Dude, it I'm
1: stuck to this leather couch. Get it, me off of it. It has to suck. The six inmates decided to act. One used the guard's work phone, actually, to call 911, while the others then removed his bulletproof vest from him so they could perform CPR and help Jeez. cool him off. One of the inmates, identified as Greg Williams, told the station that the officer then started breathing real heavy and then real fast. EMS then arrives on the scene, treated him, but officials are now obviously expressing their gratitude to the six inmates. Uh, and and what they decided to do. And the Polk County Sheriff's Office said on their Facebook page, as we watched the horrific manhunt this week of two inmates that killed two correctional officers and were captured the other night, we all know that Monday could have ended differently for our officer. We are very proud of the actions of all six inmates.
0: Yeah, I mean, these guys could have pretty easily without even doing anything just let this dude die you know what i mean like just stood there be like what are we supposed to do we're we're just sitting here and you really couldn't what do i want to say you really couldn't like come at them about that like we're not trained professionals we don't know we don't have there's no obligation for them to step in in that moment there's not there's a moral like you're a human being and you should do something to help out your fellow man but those guys had no obligation to do anything they didn't
1: the one inmate greg williams says it wasn't about who's in jail and who wasn't it's about a man going down we had to help him. And that's pretty cool. It is. It's pretty cool. Now, on Monday, the sheriff's office then treated the six men to lunch in the park, let them eat outside there in the park, and then desserts were prepared by the officer's family members. That's nice, too. I uh, Listen, let me ask you the next natural question for most Americans is going to be, do you reduce sentences here for guys stepping
0: up and doing the right thing in this moment? I don't see how you do. I, I, really? I honestly don't know if this was... If they helped another inmate, would you? I don't think so. I would want to. I, I, I think I think you, you were found guilty of your crime, and this is the sentence that you were administered. We and, let people out
1: early for good behavior all the time. Which, I mean... I, this goes above and beyond good behavior, I, I would believe.
0: I, I feel like this is probably an example of of you got to deal with the cards you were dealt you should probably have to like well and this is what you should do you right. should help your fellow man right. so I mean, so why are we patting does, you on does, the back for doing what you should do does that unrape the woman that that guy's in jail for Oh, no, okay or, i mean does that but i mean undo the crime right. okay if they were nonviolent crimes would would your opinion change i'm just curious does it does it does it unsteal the money no so does it does it <laughs> you still committed that crime and like that's that's what you were given for i don't even know dude honestly like if you're going to be in the in the mindset of of you know you need to do your time to kind of you know atone for what you did there i don't even think good behavior should be anything like well, that
1: i would think that advocates would say though that this behavior shows maybe that you've been rehabilitated I, uh, I don't know if it does, but I know advocates would say it
0: well, does. Well, I, I think at that point we're looking at it from two very different perspectives there, and I just feel like if if you're in the mindset of well, you have to be in there to do you know to atone for your sin, I, I don't see how you do that. Uh, if they were, I don't know what these guys' crimes were.
1: So all right, so like I don't want to be in here advocating for the release of a murderer, right, or child a rapist, molester, a child right. molester, molester, right. But if we were talking nonviolent crimes and you wanted to knock six months off of each term, I'd be all right. Drug with dealer? It yeah i know that sounds bad to say yes right now because of the problem we're having with opiate addiction in this country but yeah ultimately i think i'd probably be all right with it i mean you you save the life of somebody that honestly most guys in your situation would
0: want to see die um i don't know if most guys do i mean obviously there's some violent offenders but i feel like most people even in prison wouldn't feel like they wanted to see that guy die yeah
1: all right maybe i've seen too many movies i mean that's possible you know what I mean. Our our minds and our opinions are shaped on the on some of these matters by some of the fiction that we've seen.
0: I think when you see somebody dying in front of you, for the most part, like I said, violent. I'm sure there's some violent offenders. The human factor kicks in, right? You 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 just you go into another kind of mode okay. there, and either a you would freeze and not do anything, or b you're going to do something positive about it. I don't think most most people would, you know go stomp on his throat. You know what I'm saying? Okay.
1: All right. Well, again, that's very different than just standing there going, all right, well, I mean, I I wouldn't have done this to him, but it's happening, so I'm not going to intervene. I... I I I can't say that you're wrong, Fantone. What I would say is like if they were nonviolent criminals and somebody told me they were going to knock six months off of each one of their term or whatever it was, I don't think I could be up in arms about it. I thought that was a pretty cool story. They didn't have to step in, didn't have to do anything. Now, obviously, EMS probably did most of it, but to at least act and then call EMS to the scene and do all that stuff, I think, honestly, for guys who are locked up and have their freedom taken away from them to care about the person who is restricting their their freedoms who was in charge of that i i just thought it was an interesting thing and honestly a uh, a little bit of a feel-good story and it's because i have to bum you out about where we live apparently canton has made its way on a list we don't want to be on so we have some bad news for all of us and i'll smooth it all over by passing out a perfect circle tickets after we give you that news next
2: on rock 106.9 dan stansbury matt Fantone, just kiss your fruit the stansbury show Chilling in the with Medusa it's 9 we will
1: pass out a pair of tickets for the Smash Em Up Demolition Derby That's going on this weekend, at Star County Fairgrounds
0: people, like, say, people say living in Canton sucks, what are you talking about? Yeah, You get monster trucks <laughs> You get demolition derbies, what else do you need?
1: Yeah, you get monster trucks, smash em up demolition derbies, you get all kinds of stuff WWE rolls through once a year, what are you people complaining about? Antone's driving Uber, <laughs> it's a great city, I don't know what everybody's bitching about This place is fantastic and we'll pass those out 8:30. So, something I was all excited about, yeah, I think is going to end up being a disaster. Uh oh. Now maybe I'm maybe I'm being guilty of falling for like a headline that I've read and then reading too much into it. I don't know. All right. But um, I, I have long said. That after Disney acquired the Star Wars brand for only four
0: billion dollars, four billion, yeah, they got a bargain on that. You were right; they got a bargain Whole on that. Whole Foods sold for fourteen billion to Amazon, fourteen billion, and Star Wars you could buy it for four. Yeah, Whole Foods started twenty years ago, right? Jesus, like dude. I mean, the Star Wars
1: brand has been making money forever, and like they're already talking about Netflix shows and stuff like that. They're gonna get their money; they're definitely gonna get their money back on that, right? but I have said that I don't really care what happens to the Star Wars movie franchise. I just need, I kind of need two more movies and then I'm good. And after that, I don't care what happens. Give me a good Han Solo movie and give me a decent Boba Fett like line. And I heard rumors that we're getting both. Well, actually we know we were getting the Han Solo movie. Which would I would imagine have a lot to do with Boba Fett, and he would kind of be in that. So if I get a two in one, I could live,
0: right? Don- Donald Glover was is going to be in this Han Solo movie, right? He was. He was going to be Lando Calrissian, The young Lando, right there. Which I thought was an
1: incredible casting decision. I thought that was actually I was really I really liked that. But the it's I don't know. This is like popular movies now, where like you, you don't have a guy who directs it. Like you get a pair of guys that direct it, and the two directors that were signed on for Star Wars, the Han Solo sp- spin-off movie have like dumped it. They're like, "We're out." Okay. And they're citing creative differences. And they both said, "Look, we hate that phrase." Yeah, I mean, that's the easiest cop out from anybody. Right.
0: Yeah, creative differences. And
1: they said, "Normally, we hate that phrase, but sometimes it does ring true, and this was it." It's like, "We're just we're just miles apart
0: on our creative direction for this film." And that worries me. Now, was this miles apart from The two guys from each other or these two guys? No, they're in unison. They were miles apart from what? From the company. From the company.
1: It says, unfortunately, our vision and process were not aligned with our partners on this project. They put out a joint statement together, meaning they're in this together. Okay. And they say, we normally aren't fans of the phrase creative differences, but for once, this cliche is true. Now, Kathleen Kennedy is the president of Disney's Lucasfilm, which, of course, her last name's Kennedy.
0: She's in charge. No no relation to Keith.
1: If if that building runs like this one, she's in charge, which produces the Star Wars film. She uh, She called them both talented filmmakers who have assembled an incredible cast and crew, but said that they decided to part ways because they have different creative visions. And I worry about this because we knew sooner or later they were going to keep pushing these movies out. That eventually this brand that I hold dear in my heart was going to become
0: something that it's not. Oh yeah, I mean you can only make a copy of a copy of a copy so many later. times. We're going right. downhill, and it's going to go downhill fast. Um, but why do you assume that the 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 company is the one who's making the wrong call versus the versus the directors? Oh because- yeah, I guess maybe I'm just a negative. I mean, let's be real here. Maybe the company's like, dude, this movie should be better. Right. You
1: guys aren't holding up your end of the bargain. You got to go.
0: You know, obviously, Star Wars, pretty decent track record of success. Yeah, I which, mean, you know
1: what? You're kind of hitting on something decent here because prior to taking on the Han Solo project, these two guys were best known for directing 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, and the Lego movie. Now I know the Lego movie did really well, yeah, both those twenty one jump street movies did well too, and I yeah, thought were pretty okay. I thought the second one was like, why did we go back and well, do another one but the yeah, fir- right, but first the first one, one I guess was okay, but I don't know I, I mean maybe they weren't the right guys for this kind of project. maybe that's just what it is
0: I, I think there's a possibility here that. Disney obviously understands protecting its its entities and protecting its characters and stories and things like that. Maybe these dudes were pushing a little bit too adult, a little bit too, I don't want to say rated R, because it's obviously not, a little too PG-13 when Disney was like, no, bros, you guys are selling this PG because we got to sell toys here. Yeah. Because, I mean, I would assume the Han Solo movie would be a little bit more adult skewing, a little bit more violent, a little He's bit more... the swashbuckling, you know, yeah, rebel type. But we got to sell toys. And if it's PG-13 and, and parents are going to be, even in the slightest bit, hesitant of allowing their children to be a part of that, we can't risk that.
1: Do you have time to look up what the deal of Disney acquiring Star Wars was? I'm being told it was $4 billion cash and $4 billion in Disney stock.
0: All right, and even if it's eight billion that's still a steal
1: yeah that would be a steal four billion in Disney stock I want I, I don't I don't remember hearing that the number I was always I I don't know I I could be wrong but I don't remember hearing that. so we'll have phantom look real quick and if we can find it we'll let you know I just all right maybe I'm hitting the panic button
0: too early I just really was excited about this movie this was the movie I was waiting on on October 30th, 2012, Disney announced a deal to acquire Lucasfilms for for 4.05 billion with approximately half in cash and half in shares. So it was of the 4 billion
1: stock. total, so it was 2 billion cash, 2 billion in stock. Yeah. Host. Disney dude. Disney that was like Host. the steal of a lifetime.
0: That was the steal of a lifetime. Dude, I have 14 billion for Whole Foods, 2 billion cash for Star Wars, dude, you got Host. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, Lucas's house for Christ's sake is going to be a couple hundred million. I don't. Yeah, no, not a couple hundred million, but probably what I think Luke, that Lucas Ranch, right, is worth like a ton of money. I think it's probably fifty million dollars that ranch is worth. Skywalker Ranch, isn't that what it is? Yeah, I believe that's what yeah, it, that is. it is. All right, maybe I'm hitting the panic button too early. It's just like this was the project w- that they were working on that I was like, all right, this movie, please be good. This is the movie I've been waiting on since 1980. Alright, hitting the panic button a little early. A brawl, and I mean brawl, was caught on tape in Akron, and it's a little intense. We'll give you that story next on Rock 106.9.
2: Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your furtics. The Stansbury Show.
3: Chilling in the studes with my dudes.
2: Rock 106.9.
1: Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. Rock 106.9 8.30 We'll pass out a pair of tickets For the Smash Em Up Demolition Derby That's this Saturday Actually Stark County Fairground We'll get you hooked up with those Around 8.30 Also should remind you of this This coming Thursday You can join me 6 to 8 At the, uh, the Canton Cultural Center I'll be out there for Rhythm and Brews So if you're into the food And craft beer type thing Good music That's the place to be Thursday night And this I'll be out tomorrow. there from 6 to 8 Oh that is tomorrow Monday. Jesus tomorrow. Dude this week is flying by Thank God That's nice.
0: They say time flies when you're having fun, buddy. Glad you're enjoying your time here. (laughs) I am. (laughs) I've I've had some good times. I enjoy it here.
1: So apparently there was a a little bit of a situation that happened at a park in Akron the other night, Perkins Park, I believe. And uh, a nearby resident took some video of it, and we've actually taken some audio from uh, News Channel 5 on what had happened, and uh, we'll run that down for you right now
3: this is where that massive fight broke out and the people who live around here say that fight is just one of many problems they've dealt with here at perkins park i took their concerns straight to the city
4: i mean when you look at that it this looks intense
3: Sunday Night at perkins park in akron
4: one game of team was attacking the other gang of teenagers. and
3: We caught up with the man who caught it all on camera.
4: There is no security here at this park. It's dangerous.
3: Afraid to show his face after what he calls constant crime here near his home, he let his hands do the talking, calling this <laughs> the tip of the iceberg.
4: We have drug deals going on 2 AM in the morning there.
3: And says he?
4: will drinking alcohol every Sunday here.
3: And others who live nearby.
4: We have prostitution going on.
3: Have had enough.
4: They steal cars and they set the cars on fire in this parking lot. Jesus. Called
3: police and told them this?
4: I told them plenty of time.
3: More than a couple police officers showed up here Sunday to break up that brawl. Yeah, you'd have to. I asked them if they're aware of these other problems. An officer told me they monitor this park regularly and respond to every call. But this man would still like to see more. What needs to change here?
4: Well, they need to get security cameras and get police just to patrol here regularly.
3: Now, I reached out to city council members who represent this area to see what they think about the concerns brought up here. I haven't heard back from them yet today. Again, Akron police say they monitor this park regularly and they will continue to do so.
1: We've seen, I mean, we kind of know that parks can be a place where people will collect and wrongdoing can happen. And that's not rare. I mean, it's not rare. But you mean to tell me there's a place where people can take cars, stolen cars, light them on fire, and nobody calls the cops like immediately? Like, I get how a prostitute can kind of get in and out of
0: a park without being caught by law enforcement. I can kind of get that, right? But a lit car on fire? Um, I, I, obviously this guy's pointing out the most extreme of situations that they've dealt with and obviously the police have shown up you know what I mean I mean they they, they just said how well it's regularly patrolled and when something happens we respond and we're like, choosing to believe that well I mean am I choosing to believe am I choosing to believe police over a guy who, who feels like his neighborhood's falling apart a little bit there I mean I can understand that like hey it feels like this is terrible and things are and, and listen I'm not negating the fact that Sunday night definitely something bad happened yeah no the visual of that is scary um but i, I mean I, I, I guess really what this all boils down to is like well there's only going to be so much that police can do i mean you you can't you know you can't fault them for not being in that park 24 hours no. a day at all times I, I i mean no but i don't think asking for more security measures makes this guy crazy right no i mean there's but like i said there's only going to be so much that that you're going to be able to do
1: yeah, but I think security cameras were able to do. And so, why aren't we doing that? I do not know. You see, that, but that's kind of my point is I think the guy's on to something. I think if you're going to have, and you should have parks, absolutely you should. I enjoy going to them. I enjoy playing basketball in the park. I enjoy walking through the parks. I totally get it. But you know that these places can be collections for problems. We know that. And for what it costs to put up security cameras anymore, I mean, Price, dude, I mean, not that you can go to Radio Shack anymore, but like that technology has come way down in price. And so I don't think it's crazy for a guy who had to take out his own cell phone to record what looked like to be like 60 people getting in a brawl together to be like, you know what? Maybe now do cameras stop it? No, but if you curtail it, I think even that's worth it. And I don't and I'm kind of with him where it's like, what are we doing? Like, Like, why are we not putting cameras there? Do we not want to collect evidence of when stuff is going? I mean, dude, you can't have a place in the city where people are lighting cars on fire and nobody knows. Do you,
0: I mean, do you feel like that it's, it's, it's a lack of concern from law enforcement or do you feel like it's a lack of resources? And I guess that's kind of the point is that I'm trying to make is that like, I understand why you want more. I just don't know if you can expect more. I'm not blaming cops. What I'm
1: saying is, is that we know that there are places where we worry about having security and there are places where we don't. And this kind of feels like the, what this guy is saying is, is that this is a place that, that the city's kind of shown me we don't care about as much as somewhere else. And I don't know him to be wrong with that. And if, and now, again, I'm trusting what he's saying about what's happening in this park. But looking at that video, I honestly, the first thing that went through my mind, you can see it. It's up at WRQK.com if you haven't seen it yet. The first thing that went through my mind was, like, dude, the ball's on you to be filming that like the wrong person in that mob sees you with a cell phone pointed at them filming that the attack's going to happen on you. Like that would have been the first thing I would have thought of is like, I want to capture this. I want this to be my Facebook account where the, where people get this information from. I, I, I would want to do that, but I would be worried about my own safety and for what a security camera costs. I mean, we have them in this building. They cost under $500. You can't tell me that a city can't come, come up with a way to put cameras up and, and monitor a park. If it's uh, like I always say, money can't be the reason why we don't do stuff. we I'm constantly told how we're this, the richest country in the world. Well, if that's true, then you can put up a $200 security camera in the corners of the park. That's just my opinion. We do have a pair of uh, Demolition Derby tickets that's happening this weekend, Stark County Fairgrounds. We'll get you into that next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Ray Show, Rock 106.9. We have a pair of tickets for the Smash Em Up Demolition Derby. That's this weekend, the 24th, Saturday night, I believe, at the Stark County Fairgrounds. We'll get you in here shortly. 1-800-243-7625, one 800 243 7625 the number you'll need on those. So ask and you shall receive. And I have, and I'm gotten, and I have uh, received what I wanted, which was Corey Taylor, a frontman for both Slipknot and Stone Sour, has responded to Chad Kroger, lead singer of Nickelback, who was like kind of tired of Corey Taylor's crap and was like, look, dude, you keep trashing my band Nickelback, right a hit. Write a hit record. I'm waiting. I've written a million
0: hit records. I'm waiting on you to write one. Corey Taylor is uh, one of the people that, you know, these rock blogs and everyone They love him. Um, as like the, hey, you're a badass rock star, crap on something for me. And like, he will. like Because Dave Grohl won't. Well, and you know, Corey Taylor has come out against like pop musicians and like, oh, Justin Bieber, Bieber, what a little bitch, I hate Justin Bieber.
1: Because that's what his audience wants to hear him say.
2: Exactly.
0: Corey Taylor's
1: placating you. Nothing else. He's a big, fat, phony liar. And I want you to understand, I'm a huge fan of Stone Tower. That not their first record, the second one that had through glass, I forget the name of it. But that album was so damn good. It was probably my favorite album of that year across any format. That's how good I so it's not that I don't like Stone Tower. But he's a big fat lion phony. And I feel like and again I defend Nickelback not because I think how because of how good I think they are, but because of how much hatred they get for the same stuff we permiss from other bands. It's crazy. And I feel like the hatred for that band is unfair. And if you don't like him, you don't like him, that's fine. I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm not gonna get purple in the face about it, but I feel like a lot of you are lying about it because the cool kids tell you to hate them, and so you so desperately want to sit at the cool kids table,
0: you pile on. One of the things with Nickelback and the hatred they get that always makes me scratch my head is, like, there's plenty of things in life that I'm not a fan of, but I don't spend my, like, day hating on it. Like, I don't like hockey. So, I'm just not going to watch the NHL. Like, I'm not going to start like a, oh, dude, all oh, hockey sucks so bad. Like, right. what, what do I care? About? Watch hockey. Watch it. Don't watch, watch it. it. I'm not going to. Like, who cares? Not going to affect my life
1: at, at all. At all. But I have made the claim that Corey Taylor is jealous of Chad Kroger of Nickelback. And he's jealous of the success that Nickelback has had. And I have proof now in Corey Taylor's response. He says, I was so cued up to say stuff about him. And then I just started reading all the comments online. I don't have to say a damn thing. He's not a liked person. He says, you can run your mouth all you want. All I know is I've been voted sexiest dude in rock wearing a mask. You've been voted ugliest dude in rock twice without one. Stick that up your A. Okay, well, you responded back to him, Chad Kroger, calling you out about music and you've gone to you were voted sexiest dude in rock when he was voted ugliest dude in rock. Meaning, you don't have the response. So you switch the argument because you can't win the one that was presented to you, Corey Taylor. So how about you are jealous? Corey goes on to add, I have no issues with any other Nickelback members. I love all the dudes in that band. So it's not about the fact that Corey Taylor finds Nickelback to be so awful... That he can't, because then wouldn't that lend itself that he would hate the basis and Nickelback too? No, he likes all those guys, friends with them. So it's not that he's such a musical elitist that that he can't like Nickelback because he's friends with the other guys in the band. He actually lists Chad's Kroger's brother as a guy he's friends with. So this isn't about musical elitism. This is about jealousy, and I've been saying this forever that all these bands are jealous, and that's why they all pile on this band because they can't do what chad kroger does which is write songs that people want to hear they can't do
0: it they can't do it I, I i mean i understand chad kroger does get a lot of hate and you can certainly point to that as like well dude i don't have to say anything people say it for me i get i get that thought but you're right when you talk about the argument is, is I'm a better musician. I'm a better songwriter. Right. I'm, I'm, my band is more successful than your band. If you take that into like, well, yeah, you're ugly. I mean, dude, if we're sitting here talking about LeBron and, and Michael and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, but dude, LeBron, look at his hairline. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. That's not the meat of the conversation. He's switching you over to the sides
1: and trying to tell you that the sides outweigh the meat and they don't. And
0: I, I, I just can't. I mean, I can't give Corey Taylor points here. Chad Kroger is winning this fight for sure. He's a big, fat, lying phony, Corey Taylor is. And that's fine. Be that.
1: I don't care. But again, like this pretending that Nickelback is so much worse than it. Listen to Through Glass. How is that song very different? How is that song so much different than what Nickelback does? Or even, was it bother? Was that that first yeah. song off the first album? Which was great, but it was a ballad. So why is it okay? Yeah, listen. Here's, here's Stone Sour right there. Why is this okay for him to do, but a ballad for Chad Kroger is like a federal crime? I don't get it. And I think it is because you hate the
0: way he looks. As of April 2017, Stone Sour okay, sold 2.1 million albums. Okay, As of April 2017, Nickelback has sold 50 million albums. Scoreboard, dude.
1: I mean, I at some point Jeez. now, I believe Nickelback has been a band longer. But well, actually, that's not true. Stone Sour was actually around before Slipknot. He went back and put Stone Sour back together after getting popular through Slipknot. But Stone Sour was Corey Taylor's first band, or he was in that band before. They cherry picked him out of
0: it to put him in Slipknot. Slipknot in the US Has sold 6 million albums okay. And 20 million worldwide So if we take the 20 from Slipknot And, and we add, add the 5 And you're still at half of what Nickelback has done This is all about jealousy It's not about being a musical elitist Or holding
1: onto your art so much more Otherwise he would hate all the dudes in Nickelback He hates Chad Kroger because Chad is The thing that makes it move And because he can do what nobody else can do Which is write songs that people want to listen to I just, again, I don't think Nickelback's great, but I don't, I refuse to hate him because people who tell me they're cooler than me say that they suck. And just because you say you're cooler than me doesn't mean you are. As a matter of fact, I don't think you are at all. Not even close. I just, I, I, you people have turned me into Nickelback defender, boy, because they need, somebody's got to get their back.
0: New Nickelback right now. And here's what I'm going to tell you right now.
1: Half the people, not all, but I'll say half the people who would tweet at me right now at Sansbury Show and tell me how bad Nickelback sucks. If I told you I was booking them in BuzzVin next week, you'd want tickets. Okay, let's play this game,
0: Phantom, okay?
1: The concert for Legends is currently Toby Keith and Nickelback. That show's not sold out. You can still get tickets for that. They're running ads for it on the radio station and on this radio show, so I don't feel like I'm out of line telling people that tickets are still available. I bet they want me telling people tickets are still available. Go buy tickets today. Let me ask and I don't know. So I'm asking you your opinion. If Nickelback was the concert for
0: Legends, is that sold out? I think so. I, 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 w- I so. would have
1: said Toby Keith was going to sell out, so I don't know if me saying I think it would is enough. Because I was really surprised Toby Keith didn't sell out. I was shocked by that, to be honest with you. But I think Nickelback probably sells
0: that out. Here's what I know. Do they sell out the Civic Center for sure? Yes. Well, And so where's all the hate? What I can guarantee you is, is even if you put Slipknot and Stone Sour on the bill, Nickelback's selling out before that. Yes.
1: It's all about hatred. It's not about being more credible. It's about the fact that Corey Taylor knows he's right. Didn't and he, all these guys write angry music because they can't write this kind of rock music to make money. They can't. If they could, they would be doing it.
0: Didn't he call him like, you're a foot face? And yeah, like, he called him a foot face. Your face looks like a foot. And go take a nap on your Hello Kitty. Right. Uh, dude, if you're going to that, if you're going to looks as your as your argument, you know you've lost the you argument. You don't have an argument. Right. It's time for people to, to stop
1: hating Nickelback as much as you do. You're allowed to not like it. I'm not saying that they're so goddamn good you have to enjoy it. That's not what I'm saying. But you hate this band because you've been told to. Not because you actually hate them. We should play
0: more Nickelback.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 50 million records worldwide. They didn't sell them to nobody. Maybe not this one, as I'm trying to make my point, you dick.
2: Uh. The Canadian
1: weed, Chad. That's how your eyes got that red. You know, I said to Fantone yesterday that you can add hold my beer to the list of phrases people say too often now online where you're like, oh my God, who's the worst run team in the league? The San- Sacramento Kings. Dan Gilbert says hold my beer. I, I just, that kind of stuff makes me crazy. It's much like that's what she said is the... I've never heard of that's what she said application be funny in my life and the hold my beard thing's kind of over and so I took to Twitter yesterday I said these are the ones that kind of annoy me what annoys you what 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 phrase is in our lexicon that's used way too much that you find annoying and I'll read you some of your guys's Twitter responses that will happen next on rock 1069
2: oh Rock 1069.
1: Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. I did what I always do, which was forgot to give you those Smash Em Up Demolition Derby tickets. I am bad about that. Like I, honestly, if there's one thing for sure that I gotta get better at, that is it. Short-term memory loss. How does it happen? I uh, I don't know. I don't know. We should look into that too. So we'll pass out those uh Smash Em Up Demolition Derby tickets. I don't know, maybe I don't maybe he remembers. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. So I uh, I was saying to Fantone yesterday in the program that this whole thing now where like these catchphrases that that get popular online just get to be nauseating, you know? And, and one of the, the hot ones right now is, hold my beer! And so it's like anytime somebody makes a mistake and they're like, this is the worst mistake ever, and no, so-and-so says, hold my beer! And it's just gotten to the point of being nauseating. Much like how... That's what she said had never been funny. Not once. Has it ever been? Somebody just sent me, this is the one time. No, it wasn't. (laughs) No, it wasn't. No, it's not. It's never been. At least to me, it's just never been funny.
0: I don't know if it's ever been hilarious. Like, oh, my God, dude, we've really got to get this into our lexicon here. But, like, I understand the joke. I mean, it's like, okay, all right. She said something sexual. you know. But it's not like, oh, dude, I'm a funny person. That's witty. Right. No. And
1: for me, it's. It comes down to this. Once something is said like 10 times on Twitter, it's over. Like when, once the joke gets used more than 10 times, it's done. But for some reason, we are. This is the society we're in. We just like we beat things straight into the ground.
0: Not necessarily a new thing, because no. I mean, you know, catchphrases no. have always been a part and people have been quoting movies and TV shows forever. forever. But uh, the fact that it's so much more uh, visible and almost compounded just because we have social media and it's like oh my god okay not now instead of just my coworker making that joke I see everyone that is what did it yeah for sure so I asked the Twitter audience last night
1: and at Sandsbury shows how you follow me and Fantone can be followed at Fantone and I said I said what are some of these that really bother you and Mark uh, you know tweeted at me said easy peasy just makes me want to smack somebody so bad okay now that one doesn't doesn't really bother me, but okay. I mean, if I have ones that bother me, you're allowed to obviously have ones that bother you. Another one was, dude, it was epic.
0: Yeah. Epic was a word that did get oversaturated. Oh, uh, 2011, 2012, sometime in that age or that time frame, which, God, was five years ago at this point. Um, But everything was epic. And now, five years later, I never hear people use the word. Alex tweeted in and told me that referring to someone or something as the goat...
1: He hates that much like YOLO. He's like the context this is using is always obnoxious to him. Okay, I could see that. I could see how the goat would it could be kind of annoying. Yeah, YOLO was annoying.
0: Yeah, and I mean the argument of the greatest of all time can certainly happen without saying goat every other. Yes, absolutely.
1: Okay. Jimmy tweets in and says, it's lit fam 100 is the one that I really hate. And again, those are, I mean, I don't know if that's really one of those things people really use all that often. I think what we're getting into a lot of here
0: is like, I hate young people words. Yeah.
1: Now, Dwayne tweeted in and I, and now I told Dwayne this personally. He is the listener who listens to this program who gets annoyed about the dumbest things. Possible. Okay. I've told this directly to him, so I don't feel bad saying it on the radio. He's like when pin, when people say pin number because the n in pin means number. Okay. He also hates ATM machine because the m in ATM means machine. Okay. See again, but see again. That's what I'm saying. He gets annoyed about things that that's the way. That's not necessarily a phrase. It's I will admit that it's inaccurate in the sense that yes, you're right. The M stands for machine. It's
0: Redundant. Yeah, yeah
1: it's redundant. Right. That's the word. My ex-girlfriend actually tweeted at me and told me that the one that really annoys her was not too shabby. I thought she was going to tweet, please call me. Shut like, up, Stanford. I hate <laughs> I think, you. Yeah, I Die. thought it was going to be that. But uh, but she actually tweeted it and told me not too sh- I wonder if that's her opening the door a little bit. Not too shabby there. I wonder it's, uh, I wonder if that's her opening the door yeah, that But it. I will admit that that's a weird one. I, I mean, I would probably say it in, in
0: certain situations, it's it's definitely filler conversation there and it's eh, I, I mean I, I can understand but i i'd probably say that in I'm, I'm sure there's been a time i've said that shake and jake tweeted in the word triggered is getting out of hand and that's
1: another that oh, is yeah. another one uh nick tweets and says just saying is one that he finds really annoying when just people saying just to do that and that yeah it, it that is cuz it's a swarmy thing You're trying to be like I'm just saying it because I'm so goddamn right about it. Like that is I could understand being annoyed by that tone. Your girlfriend had actually tweeted at me and told me that the and I was surprised by this coming from a woman that any use of the word
0: yummy, she makes her skin crawl. I saw that and I didn't know that about her. That's that's see. Look at me bringing you together. I don't know if I've. I mean, I'm not a yummy. I don't. It's not like I'm like, oh, that's so yummy. Yeah, dude, men can't say yummy. I'll make sure not to uh, not to say that.
1: I totally agree with her. I, I find that word to just be creepy, and um, and there's. I just don't feel like there's an appropriate way for men to say yummy. Stephanie tweets and says, "How about TGIF?" And I will admit that the people that say. TGIF to me in the hallway on a Friday, they are the kind of people that's like, yeah, you're probably not going to be in my phone contacts. Give you the double point. Yeah, the double point. TGIF, yeah, you're absolutely right. And Kyle actually has one that really does bother me. And it's these names that people will call you when they don't know your name. Oh, okay. And he says when people say "Hey, Chief," he's like, "I <laughs> effing hate that." And I will admit, i not to like it. being called Chief would annoy me. It's a big guy. Yeah, like all of those, hey, I pal. would find that I would find all at to be it. wildly annoying. And if I'm not it. allowed to have Wahoo on my hat, you're not allowed to call me Chief. Fair. You have something that really annoys you.
0: Um, the thing I'm gonna go with, and I feel like it's just like the bigger, lo- the biggest loser statement of all times. People are like, "Oh, it is what it is." And it's like, uh, yeah, I understand that it is what it I'm is. I'm guilty of that one. I, but it, I, you know, it's like you, you know, th- I'm not, I'm not bringing something up to have you just be like, "Oh, well, it is what it is." Well, it's like, well, what can we do about that? I just feel like that's a loser mentality.
1: Sorry, not sorry, is getting a lot of responses yeah. here. Yeah. Bay will ever will always be forever super annoying. Stephanie says, "Yeah, I would give you a bay." That one's kind of a, before anyone else. Is that what that one means? But like I've said about that
0: before, back in the nineties, "Hey, what's up, boo?" And it was everything was fine. So, boo, yes, bay, no, and it's like I don't know. I that, and I really do think at least partially that's what we're getting into is these words, these phrases. I feel like I'm being left behind on a lot. Of Some them.
1: of it is that, yeah. Taylor tweets in and says, "Adults saying the word potty when referring to them going to the bathroom," and yeah. If a grown man said to me in the hallway, hold on, I gotta go potty, I would. (laughs) Oh, my God. Is there a locker in this building I could stuff that guy? In? <laughs> <laughs> I would not be all right with that. We do have tickets for the Smash Em Up Demolition Derby. That's happening this Saturday, Star County Fairgrounds. And I'm going to give them to you right now. I'm and not going to forget. forget. We're forget. not going to forget. Call our 11 right now, 1-800-243-7625. You're off to the Smash Em Up Demolition Derby, courtesy of the Sansbury Show, which more of it will continue next on Rock 106.
2: Rock 106
1: Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. You can join me this Thursday from 6 to 8. I'll be at the Canton Cultural Center for Rhythm and Brew. So if you're into uh, good food, craft beer, good music, that's the place to be Thursday night. And like I said, I'll be there from 6 to 8. Cool to see you come out. With so much with so much drama.
0: In the LBC? I was
1: going to do it, and then I chose not to. <laughs> that's why I stopped and laughed. I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. But Yes. Right. With so much drama circulating around the Cavaliers right now, it's hard not to fall in love with some of these storylines, even though some of them might mean negative things for us. But it's like the NBA is all abuzz buzz right now, and I had speculated yesterday that Jerry West would going to the Clippers. You know that that you know maybe LeBron goes there because the history and the respect for that guy. And but Chris Broussard, who's close to the situation, says he knows for sure that LeBron would never be a Clipper. He said, just trust me, I've heard from people who are close to LeBron, he would never be a Clipper. And I was shocked to hear that. And I guess there's little brother disease there, as Fantone called it earlier on the program. Um, you know, given the fact that you play in the same building that the Lakers do, the same city, I mean, this same building even. And you're not the Lakers,
0: even even if you w- were more successful than the Lakers, which I assume that a LeBron-led Clippers team would be. Um, I think, yeah, you're still facing a very uphill battle there with a limited amount of time to you know reestablish like the relevancy of the of, of the Clippers there. So I mean, L.A. so Laker crazy. I'm surprised they could support another team. You've got you've got a lot of things that if LeBron is going to look at leaving, there's a lot lot of different circumstances that make kind of every place like eh, I don't know I mean you know the, the Clippers is a prime example there and if you do go do that you're going to have to go through the Warriors to win a title to even compete for a title and if you're not able to do that if you start getting bounced out in the Western Conference finals or the second round of the playoffs dude that tarnishes your legacy far worse than staying with Cleveland would have been yeah it probably does right it's, how does it not? I mean, how, how could it possibly not? I mean, if you ask
1: people what they would rather have, whether it be trip to finals or trip to the Western Conference, people are going to pick the NBA finals.
0: Right. You, you would think, um, yet somehow or another, Jordan, um, apologist will just negate the fact that, well, he's six and no in the finals. Yeah. He played for 13 seasons. What happened those other seven years? He didn't make the finals. Yeah, they do conveniently forget that. Conveniently forget that. They do. That's true. If you ask them, hey, who leads in, you know, between Michael and LeBron, who leads in getting bounced out of the first round of the playoffs, everyone will be LeBron. No, it isn't.
1: It's Jordan. It's actually Michael Jordan.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Um, There's a lot of speculation
1: going on. And again, I'll go back to Chris Broussard, who said, you know, yesterday that people are making a lot of this David Griffin thing. See, but if you really look at the facts of it, it's not that crazy. He said, "If LeBron really wanted David Griffin to be the G- the GM of the Cavaliers, like if he was adamant about it, it would have gotten done." Mm-hmm. Now, the rumor he heard, or the story he had heard, is that Griffin was looking for six, seven million dollars a year, or something like that. That's a lot of money. I don't know what GMs make in the NBA, but it sounds like a lot of money. I don't. I mean, I don't think it is. And people were saying he might not be worth the money because he didn't bring LeBron to Cleveland. He didn't bring Kyrie Irving to Cleveland, and. All the other deals that got done were all pushed by LeBron. So at the end of the day, did David Griffin really do what people think? Or that he was giving credit for having done average GM salary
0: in the NBA five and a half million dollars.
1: Okay, well then six is isn't crazy. Right. Seven's not
0: crazy, right? And I mean, when you somebody's l- going to be the highest paid GM in the league when you look at when you look at the deals that NBA players get, it's certainly not out of out of the ballpark. Like no,
1: when I heard six million dollars yesterday, I was like, God, that seems like a lot. But if average is f- Five and, Five and then, a half, yeah. Then I mean, dude, you're coming off of what three straight trips to the NBA Finals. You probably should be paid more than the guy that's in Charlotte, right? You know and, what I mean? You
0: probably should. Yeah, and I mean, you look at you know how many players out there are on on ten, fifteen million dollar deals a year. You know, six right. million dollars to have somebody be the. chair I mean, Smith
1: paid twenty-seven million dollars.
0: Essentially, the the you know the the conductor of the orchestra of your team. I don't think seven million dollars is out of bounds at all. I think it, that's pretty spot on. It doesn't
1: sound that crazy now that I, when I hear the, what the averages are. Another thing that was all in the news yesterday about the Cavaliers was maybe they trade for Jimmy Butler, but I guess apparently he told the Bulls and the Cavs like, look, I want to be a Chicago Bull. I, I was just, surprised by that. I just
0: can't understand it. I I really can't in the sense of why would you want to. Be in next year, the Cavaliers will be another elite team in the NBA. I know it feels like the world's falling down on us right now, but like they're still going to be the same team that they are, and you, Chicago's not going to be anywhere close to competing with them. So, no, why Dwayne you, Wade's getting another year older. So, why would you want to be the number seven seed next year versus the number one or two seed? Next
1: I, year? I, I can't figure that out it either. Other than I've heard, um, you know, I, I believe it was Brian Scalabrini has kind of talked about how Jimmy Butler is a great player. But he kind of has this thing where he can't get over himself. Kind of views himself as being like the guy, wants to be the guy, and that won't relate itself to playing with LeBron.
0: Oh, and you're not a the guy player, dude. You're not. I mean, Jimmy Butler is really, really good, but he's he's a position a role player. Like he has a job to do out there. It's not like you would put Jimmy Butler as the starting point of your team. I wouldn't.
4: Okay.
1: I know you were more interested in Jimmy Butler than you were Paul George for the fit of the Cavaliers. Now, I will say, you're in the minority opinion on that. That it seemed like all the national guys I was listening to yesterday were all saying that that Paul, that Paul George is a better fit because of the because of the pull up shot selection that he has is better. Um, he's they say a little bit more physical of a defender and, and that kind of stuff. That I was surprised that you were you were on the Butler thing.
0: I think Jimmy Butler would be a better addition because I think he's a better ball on defender and I think that's what you need to beat Golden State. I don't think Paul George is a better defender than Jimmy Butler. He's a better defender than Kevin Love, that's for sure. But that uh, you know anyway. We're, we're we're really getting into a you know a, you know a six or a half dozen there you know what I mean I think it's probably
1: important to get who LeBron wants right and who he feels like fits his style best and and who he feels like walking away from the meeting going this guy's gonna fall in line like he's gonna do what I need him to do to get this done and I think that's what's important that's the player that's important to sign do you buy into like some of the fan reaction that it's like dude if a guy tells you
0: he doesn't want to play there don't go get him. Um, no, because we all get so emotionally invested into these things. Um, there's plenty of jobs I've had in my life where it's like, eh, I don't necessarily want that job, but it's a step in the, on the ladder for me. So, like, I, I'll no. take it to get to where yeah, I want to go. I, and, I, and I don't think, fault guys for that. No, I think people got to
1: remember that that's what
0: will happen is
1: that just because an NBA guy says, you know what, I, I would rather be a Laker than, let's say, a Cavalier, you got to remember, though, that if that's the truth and they come here, what's going to happen then? They're going to play harder because they're trying to get out. You're never going to get back out of the place you don't want to be by playing poorly.
0: Well, and it's very easy looking at it from a perspective of like, hey, I'm a Chicago Bulls player right now. Yeah, I want to go live in LA as opposed to go live in Cleveland. But you know, you've know, you seen it with, with, with J.R. Smith, the prime example of like, yeah, but then you come here and then you start winning and then you start being around a culture of excellence. And it's like, no, this is totally where I want to be. Because one of the
1: things why people like Butler is because he's got a longer deal. So if you get him, you have him for a few years. Where Paul George, he can leave after next season. And but people are claiming though, if you get
0: here, you play with LeBron, you start having success, that he
1: won't leave.
0: That's a big gamble, though, right? Well, and no, because I feel like you're being short. Well, you need to be short-sighted here. Um, your window's now, and to win now is all that matters. You can't look at it as like, well. Three years from now, Jimmy Butler will still be around. Dude, well, if LeBron's not around, then it does not matter. And if you don't win this championship, the odds of LeBron leaving is far, far, far greater. So, like, this is now's the time to act. It's, it's this is the time for bold action, sitting around and waiting and like, oh, well, we'll think. And that's why I think David Griffin got fired is because he wanted to play the long term game and the long term game isn't what's important right now. Hmm. That could be very true. That could be very, very true. Now, I was surprised, again,
1: most... And again, Chris Broussard, who is close to the situation, said he believes 80% that LeBron James will stay a Cavalier to end his career. And that's kind of where you are. I was shocked that that's what people think.
0: Um, I I think it all boils down to don't get me wrong obviously LeBron wants to compete for a title every single year of his career Um, but I think he has defined himself as something bigger than that or at least something different than that I guess we can debate on whether it's bigger or whatever Um, but when he came back it wasn't a decision of I know the Cavs are going to put me in the best basketball position it was I know that I can make the most impact to the people that I care most about by doing this he just put out a video of him visiting the Goodyear uh, World Headquarters in Akron and just like you the way that he talked. About that company, the what the impact it's had on the city. Um, it just it, it, even he, he put out another video where he was talking about the loss in Game Five and talking about how much he loves the fans here and stuff like that. Should I, he come out and say he's not going to leave? I I would think he should. Yes, of course. <laughs> do I want him to? Yes, but do I expect him to? No. Because he's going to leave the door open. He has to. It's, 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 you're transformative. You're the best in the business. You have to leave
1: yourself options. Yeah, you can't yeah. shut doors like that. You just can't. You can want to. You can
0: be well-intentioned, but you can't close it. The worst thing that could happen for him is if you said, hey, don't worry. I'm not going anywhere. Three years from now. And then he goes. Right. You lose in the finals this coming year. You lose in the Eastern Conference finals the next year. And then you lose in the second L- liar round. Liar is what and, he's called and for And then, then you a, leave. Right. That's the worst possible scenario and then he then not only does he lose on the national spotlight he loses on the local spotlight as well and he does not want that
1: i'm being asked what about tristan thompson for uh, for pg-13 which is paul george I, i'll be honest with you i don't think tristan is enough
0: on the hook if you gave it if you gave him tristan thompson and another player if you threw in like or because contractually a pick, that's maybe or... that, that's well, Cavs don't have any picks so like you, you that's 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 a part of the problem um uh, but yeah, I, why wouldn't you do that? Of course you would. Yeah, I would have to maybe look yeah. at moving Tristan. I don't hate Tristan or anything, but you'd
1: have to maybe you know take a look at living. I, I'm a big Kevin Love fan too, but if, if if we can get better
0: and and more physical, and that's the piece you have to move, I guess I'd be okay with it. I want to win. Yeah, you can't you can't just expect things to happen out of nowhere. You're going to have to make sacrifices to make additions. A radio host has lost his job
1: over Donald Trump. I'm obviously gonna have an opinion on that and I'll give it to
2: you next on Rock1069. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit picks. The Stansbury Show.
3: Chilling in the studes with
2: Medusa
1: 6ix9ine. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. We're also online for you at WRQK.com and available via iHeartRadio. Should download that.
0: Yeah, you should. If you already downloaded it on your phone, download it. Do it again. Download it on your white on, on your kids' phone. Download it everywhere. Use it. Be listening via it
1: so people were asking me a lot about this story yesterday because it involves a radio host right all right and so they were like dude I want to get your opinion on this and I think my opinion is going to shock people where a Pennsylvania radio host and again this was being misrepresented online yesterday It like the headlines kept saying he was fired he was fired he was fired he wasn't he resigned his position as radio host because he was being asked by his management not to criticize President Donald Trump. Okay. Bruce Bond told penlive.com that he's very sad he could not continue his position with WTPA-FM. The rock mother?
0: No. No. What's that one?
1: Now, I don't know if that's a FM news talker. But most times, dudes on FM stations aren't really talking a lot of politics. I know
0: we'll get into it occasionally, shows and stuff like Will, but it must be an FM news station. Yeah, if you're, if you're hot jock in the middays, hot jock in the middays, coming up next, we've got right. a little bit of Def Leopard, you're probably not getting into conversations like that. So
1: he posted a letter from the station's general manager on Facebook on Sunday telling him it is not permissible. To talk disrespectfully of the president, the letter says listeners have threatened boycotts of sponsors and social media Jeez. campaigns against the radio station. Jeez, Bond wrote that the new rules left him unable to be honest with his fans and listeners. He says he cannot be walking on eggshells when the
0: subject of Donald Trump comes up. Are you telling me that Trump supporters threatened like a boycott and a social media? That's pretty snowflake. Yeah, it sounds kind of triggered to me, is what I think they call it. Yes
1: little bit, And I think what most people were sending me this for Was because it was going to get me all riled up And I was going to talk about how the guy should be able to say whatever he wants And in reality No No I'm beholden to a program director Who's beholden to a regional senior vice president Who's then beholden to the company CEO Who's then beholden to the stockholders I'm like the 15th, 20th dude on the food chain Like, I understand that opinion-based programs should be able to be opinion-based, but if it's going to negatively affect your financial bottom line, at some point, the programming adults have to step in and make sure these are businesses. I say this all the time. Radio stations are not in the song-playing business. We don't play songs for a living. We make money for a living. Every business, you're in the money-making business. You just choose to do something, and that's how you make the money, but you're in the money-making business. And radio is no different than any other business. And if it's going to negatively affect your bottom line, I am not shocked that management stepped in. Now, I will tell you this because I know people are gonna ask me the question. In my history of working at radio stations, I've worked for a couple of different companies, primarily it's been this company, it's been called a couple of things, but primarily I've done most of my work for this particular company. I have never, while working for this company, been given a directive of not to do that over concerns. I think this stuff happens way less than people think. I think people think, oh, he's not talking about it because the company will throw him out of his ass if he does, or he's been directed not to. I've been given very little direction about that. When the Trump thing happened, I will admit that the company sent out an email and said, look, this is kind of polarizing. Pick and choose your moments. Don't just pile on just to do it. Otherwise, that's Because that's lazy radio anyway. Like, look for the real story. Talk about something that's actually going on, but don't pile on just to pile on. That wasn't a directive. It was telling me how how to navigate this situation the best way possible for everybody. Now, I have said in the, in the recent weeks that I'm kind of done pulling my punches with Trump. But I will tell you that I know for sure that we have clients of the radio station that I personally do business with that are a little bit more in his camp than I am. And there have been times where I've walked away from the program going, I wonder if that's going to be a phone call. I wonder. But so far, no. Now, I've taken a bunch of listener stuff that said, well, you're so anti-Trump, I hate you. And meanwhile, dude, there are other people who have sent me the same message saying, you're so pro-Trump, I hate you. Which means everybody's misrepresenting my position. If, if, if I got people on both sides of the aisle mad at me for, for being in one side or the other, somebody's misrepresenting my position.
0: At the end of the day, it's a balancing act, just like everything else in life. Um, you, as a radio host, as a as a show, you do have a part of your job responsibility is to talk about things that are topical, to uh, get a reaction from people. Um, but you have to be smart about how you do that. I mean... Yes, you know, obviously there are plenty of stories that come out of the Trump White House where, you know, there's things to talk about there. Um but every station, every boss, every market is going to have a different kind of barometer there where for some shows it's going to be perfectly acceptable to this is why Trump sucks, and your boss will be like, yeah, you know what? That's Way good. To it's go. moving the needle. When your I want. audience is going to be like, you know what? Good. Right. That's moving the needle. But there's also going to be bosses that are like, dude, we don't want this headache, therefore you need to stop. There's going to be audiences that are like, dude, we don't want to hear about this, therefore you need to stop. You have to be able to navigate those waters, and when you're not able to, and when you crash your your, your boat on something, you were the captain of that ship, man. You were the one that had to do that. So, like, There are times when... I think everybody has a little bit, you know, oh, I wish I said that or I wish we covered that more or, or whatever. But you, you got to hedge your bets. You, you, if, you, if you throw all your eggs in that basket and if your boss told you, hey, stop doing this. Hey, stop doing this. Hey, stop doing this. And you keep doing it. I have a hard time having sympathy for you. I've never heard of Bruce Bond. But it's
1: also very possible that the guy just went on the air every single day and lazily just jumped up and down on the president because it's easy to do. So there's also, maybe it was just like, you know what, a little bit of this we could live with. But if you're going to spend every day, all four hours doing it, that's not what we want.
0: What about the argument of, you know, I'm paid to do a, a titillating show, and I was doing what I viewed as, you know, but it doesn't matter what you view. That's the answer to it. It's what your boss thinks Stand about and it. deliver yeah, is, I mean,
1: is going to be what the boss wants. It's going to be what the boss wants. And this isn't, again, because I know what people are going to start typing now. Free speech! First Amendment! Does not protect any of this stuff. I keep, every time this gets brought up, the First Amendment means this. You're allowed to voice your opinion and cannot be jailed for it. That is it. It does not protect you where you work. It does not mean that no ill will shall come to you over something that you have said. That's it. You are misunderstanding the First Amendment. It does not mean that you can't be fired. It does not mean that no ill will will come to you. It just means that the state can't jail you for it. Which, again, is kind of one of the things that made America great. But if my... My guess is is that they came to him and told him this after multiple times saying to him, find another way to do this. Like, I've had my boss say that to me. Like, dude, you've been kind of hitting this over the head for the last three days. I'm all right with it, but can you find a new angle? Find a new way to deliver the information. That's that's my programming bosses. That's his job, is to make me better at this. And actually, I do have a guy here that can make me better at this, has made me better at it. But I don't... I, I think people were expecting me to be on the other side of this and be, like, an uproar. The guy
0: resigned. Why, well, was it a forced resignation? You know Probably. what I mean? Like, it, it, That's what it kind of feels like to me. Um, why would you, why did you decide to stand up for Tommy Lauren or whatever that chick's name is and not this dude? I
1: I, feel, I I don't I wish people could do the shows that they wanted to do and I think that she was made an example of and she has since said some, honestly, some awful things about some other stories that have come out since her firing, and maybe I'm learning more about her. I was
0: going to say she said some awful things beforehand, too. Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean yeah, I mean, she's a potster. That's that's, that's that's what she is. I thought it was hypocritical for what their messaging was for their brand to fire her.
0: See, I supported her being fired the same way I can support this guy being fired in the sense of, yo, we're a conservative site, and if you start talking about how you're pro-abortion, that flies in the face of what our message. Is.
1: Yeah, I, I just—I I, you know what it is? It's because I agreed with her on the issue, so I'm being guilty like everybody else is, and so I was okay with it. But I'm okay with this too. Like I—I I, I just think you gotta—you gotta understand that sometimes your boss's job is to tell you that your consumers are going to be negatively affected by what you're doing. I But I I wanted to get that out there because I wanted to tell people, I think people think that this stuff happens way more than it does behind the scenes. It doesn't. In the 15 years, basically, that I've worked for this company, I've been given very little have I ever been told,
0: if you don't, please don't do that. I think you've lucked out in those in those roles. I, I, I think most people who have been in the broadcasting industry, and I've worked at more radio stations, I've definitely had, like, yo, dude, this, you know, you need to, you need to stop that. I, I feel well, like you've again, had good think, program directors, and I feel like you've been in good situations.
1: I've been in good situations with good programmers for a good company, and also, I have shown good decision-making on the air will I jump up and down on something that deserves to be yes but I don't just shamelessly go in on things just to do it I'm not and I hate this term I've always hated this term but I'm not a shock jock that's not what I'm in here to do I'm not one of those guys that's like oh my god did you hear I don't care about that I don't want to be that I find those guys to be all annoying I want to get my hands dirty. I want to talk about things. I want to examine them from multiple angles. I'll do all that. But I'm not in here to shock you, and I can't believe he said that. That's not what I do. It's just never been what I do. So maybe it's because I have shown better decision-making skills than most guys that work FM stations have. I would agree with that. I have done that. And I have always done different types of shows than most of the guys on the FM dial do. And I'm proud of that. So maybe that's why I've been given less direction. Maybe I'm better at this than most people little hyperbole there just just kind of mess it around. We'll close out the program. That happens next on Rock 1069.
2: Please
4: relax. This will be
2: painless. The Stansberry show on Rock 1069.
1: Hey guys, you got Stansberry here for the Wakeham Auto family. I just bought my new car at Wakeham and I absolutely love it. And currently Wakeham 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry show on Rock 1069, nearing the end of the program, which I can't believe by the way. I like blinked and today was over. Quick one yeah it was fast today I still have that god-awful headache I woke up with I don't know what I'm gonna do about that just masturbate it out but no oh no no did you give terrible advice dude I read it on WebMD it's good that's terrible advice yeah just go home be alone or pull the shades you know pull the shades down and crank on it no I
0: might feel better afterwards. You gonna be Ubering today? Gonna to drive for Uber today? Yeah, probably. I got nothing else going on in the afternoon. Probably have to watch SmackDown first though, so I uh, gotta get that taken care of. But other than that, it'll be boys' afternoon wide open. What do you got going on? Uh,
1: so I'm flipping coins. I'm flipping, uh, right. you know, mental coins right now. All right. You know, it, it looks as if we're gonna get some rain Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, well maybe Wednesday. Then what I'll do is I'll go play a little golf. And yeah. I have, I've stayed away for a couple of days. And uh, last weekend, it had kind of come back a little bit, and I played all right. And then I went out the other day, Monday, I think it was. And honestly, by, like, the seventh hole, I was like, just walk off. Just walk off the course. I mean, that's how bad.
0: So, like, there's no, like, oh, man, I'm really sucking it up today, dude, and who cares? Like, you feel like every time you go out there, it's like a... um... I was really hoping that 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 the major swings of up and down...
1: Would would go away and it would be more even keeled. Like right. yeah, you know, I'm playing great, but you're still playing. I mean, you're playing all right. I mean, but like, I can't seem to stay in a zone. Like, I, it's I either play like at, at a halfway decent level or really bad. Like, there's no. I can't. I don't know. I can't seem to get it steadied out. So there's a little bit of me that wants to go back out and be like, all right, bear down. You shot a 44 last week, 43 or something last week. Like you can do this. So bear down and do it. Like I can't figure out what
0: it is, I can't remember. Uh, to me, and I'm not a golfer so I, this is completely just me looking from the outside and and and, and giving you advice with no with no like ground. <laughs> well, whatsoever. let me turn on my headphones then. Well, wouldn't it like to me it's just like, dude, just go out there and have fun. Like it's okay if you don't have the best round of your life. You know what I mean? Like or is, is, I, it's a very hard thing to enjoy when you're not doing it well. <laughs>
1: It is All it's
0: right. a very easy thing
1: to enjoy when when you see progress, when you hit good balls, when you hit good shots, you're like, "Oh, okay, got." Like there's nothing more well, at least for me. Very few things in life make me happier than nailing a shot just right. But when you're when you when you're really struggling, it is it's hard not to get frustrated. And that's one of the reasons I came to it was is to learn how to fight through that. And that's why I'm not giving the game up as,
0: as a whole. It just it doesn't seem like it's very enjoyable, dude. It really doesn't. Well, I, well there's beer and outside. <laughs> I guess, I mean, that part's not the worst. There's beer and outside every day, dude. You I could just go
1: do that? Drink
0: beer outside.
1: I guess I could do that. You but So that's that. probably what I'm going to spend some of my afternoon doing is going to the driving range trying to figure out. Because all what it is, I know what it is. It's all in the setup. It's all in like, okay, the ball's too far in your stance or too far back or like this. It's all in setup. And I, for I'll get it. I'll have it for two weeks and play great. And then I'll go back and be like, "Wait a minute, what am I doing?" And you would think it's like one of the, these things that you, once you just have it, you have it. And I used to like watch golfers on TV yeah. who would say, "Yeah, just lost my swing." I'd be like, "Dude, what are you talking about? Yeah. You do this every day. How the hell could you lose something you do every day?" Now I know, you can lose something you do every day. It's just kind of it's kind of frustrating. But I um, but yeah, I believe I'm gonna go out
0: and make another attempt today. That might be what I do. Well, good. When he comes in tomorrow at five in the morning and I just, just like just pissing vinegar and ah, Phantone, you suck, I hate you. Swinging around in eight iron. <laughs> I'll at least know I'll at least know what happened. That's crazy. There's a uh,
1: there's a video online I want you to watch at WRQK.com where a woman can be seen in a hospital asking for a white doctor to administer medicine. To her child. And I thought that was crazy. But Missy's tweeted in and said her husband is a doctor and patients have called the office and asked if a doctor
0: was black or white multiple times. Black or white? Wow. I'm surprised about that. If, if you were going to say, like, is this foreign or American? Yes. Then I can understand there's a language barrier. You want to make sure that you're communicating clearly with somebody. I would have agreed. I w- was shocked by that. I want a black if, doctor. Jeez. If, Jesus, dude. If you need a doctor, you take
1: the doctor. Medical school didn't discriminate. Like, if you got through medical school and you did well and you're a doctor, I do you're a doctor. Like, I don't care where you from where from where you hail, I'm sick. Make me not sick, doc. That's all I need you to do. I don't care what race you are, what religion you are, none of that stuff. Just I need your help. Please help me. God, people are awful. That video is online for you, WRQK.com. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Yeah. We'll be back at it live tomorrow
3: morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 1069 and iHeartRadio. You yes. guys have an awesome afternoon. See-